going on, guys? Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, Wednesday edition. Sean and I jumped in this week, got to talk about a Giants win, finally. Then we talked about the Jets. Wish we could have skipped over that. But we broke down the Jets' present and talked a little bit about their future. Then we went over the games from last week in the NFL. Finally, we recapped our picks from last week and went into picks from this week. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website. I'm going to have a new article up there. It is Sean's article about MLB and NBA free agency within the next few days. And shoot us an email and let us know your thoughts or anything like that. We still need bets for our picks at the end of the season. That that email is sorrysports at yahoo.com and enjoy the pod. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the NFL edition of Sorry to Interrupt, episode 49. We're getting ever closer to that half-century mark. Quick turnaround from last night's rundown. It's all NFL today, baby. Tom, how we doing, man? How you feeling after that Giants W? Hey, you know, uh, mixed feelings on it, obviously. Further away from that number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just jump right in, right? Um, The Giants won a game on Monday night, their second win of the year. Uh, Eli, at, at, at San Francisco, uh, in that poor air quality. First of all, I want to just preface this pod. I know you'll you'll get you'll echo my sentiments. Is we definitely want to send our thoughts and and prayers to everything going on out in California. I know things have calmed down a little bit, but those wildfires are scary stuff, man. I mean, we've seen what's happened happened with the uh, with the Rams out there playing that game, and you know, families having to evacuate their homes. Not sure, you know, what's going on there. It's been really devastating. Um, so definitely we hope that everything kind of restores to normalcy and, and everybody's lives can get back to get back to status quo out there and everything yep. gets under control. Um, can f- figure that one out. It's really tough. Thoughts yeah. and prayers out to them, but let's talk some football. I yeah, guess. no, absolutely. So obviously the Giants went out there. There was doubt that that game was going to be played. Uh, they said if it was Sunday, they probably wouldn't have it by Monday night. They said the air quality was, although still poor, good enough to play a football game, to which they did. And the Giants won late as Eli Manning orchestrated his 36th career fourth quarter or overtime game-winning drive. Um, a couple of feelings from my end. Uh, obviously, I'm happy for Eli. You know, he that's a it's it's good to see him walk off with a win. Odell played really well, had two touchdown catches. Um, I'm not going to overreact. Obviously, the 49er team is not very good. Um, I'm not, so I'm not going to overreact and make a yeah, big time feisty. statement. They they're were a feisty a team, fight. and, and they were at home. Mullins is definitely okay. a backup, and at that the defense very least. doesn't quit. Shanahan's a good coach, and that team will be back next year, I think, to fight for a wild card spot in that West with in the NFC West with Garoppolo healthy again. But obviously, as you said, you know you're further away from a pick. Listen, and this is only their second win. Looking at the schedule, they still got to play the Redskins again. They still got to play the Cowboys again, who after this week, I don't know what to think. And is then, that a good thing or a bad thing for the Giants? Don't know. Honestly, I, I both of those teams, I have no idea. And then the Eagles, you know, although they've fallen on hard times, I think they're better than the Giants. sucks, dude. It sucks. Yeah, and then the Giants have to play still the Bears. And, and I mean, there's some teams that I just think that from a talent perspective, they're not better than. And they're they're not going to win more than four games, but it was good to see Eli. You know, it's, it really sounds like Herbert's not coming out now, so I don't think you're going to have to worry about a quarterback. Just draft the best player available, which is hopefully Jonah Williams, the the offensive lineman out of Alabama. If they can't sure up that line, I don't know what they're going to do. But just from this week, 
off of a buy. All good vibes, you know. It is as bad as it is to to look at the big picture and and know that you you might be losing a draft pick uh, placement in the in the upcoming draft. It, it's nice to see them win win a freaking game. Um, and Eli got to walk off the field with a smile on his face. You know, like he didn't play great, but he had a really good game. And I think this really goes to show that if he gets any kind of adequate time. Is he a great quarterback? No. Is he what he used to be? No. No, but he'll he beat can, the bottom teams he, in the NFL. He can win you some some football games. My biggest concern is if you want to play devil's advocate off of this game, they got the Buccaneers coming in who've already named Ryan Fitzpatrick the starting quarterback for Sunday in the Meadowlands. If the Giants win that game, and let's say they finish the season winning five or six games, okay? Oof. Now, obviously, you that's a bad yeah. Spot so now, to be for in. two for two reasons that I fear: one, obviously, you're losing a place in the draft, but two, you got that hope. Well, that's what and I'm you, worried and about. You're like, Let's what run it if, back with Eli what again. if they say this is what we thought? This is what we know. We were telling you all along. We lost some really tough games. You know that Carolina game that was a 63-yard field goal at, at over at, at expiration that beat them. They were in that Washington game. They were in that New Orleans game. Obviously, they were just not talented enough to win those games. But if they look back and can somehow spin it and say we were talented enough, we finished the season strong in the second half off the bye. Let's run it back. There's no quarterback to take in this year's draft. That's what I'm afraid of, more so than even falling, you know, from the second overall pick to the fifth. It's well, that's think, very troubling because if this team and organization follows the trend in which it's now done twice under two different GMs and two different head coaches, I, I, am I crazy to think it could happen again? I think what you gotta hope is that they say, "All right, we had all this talent. We were just a quarterback away." I think that's what you got to hope. And if they say, okay, we were just a quarterback away, maybe they'll go out and get a guy like Derek Carr. Yeah, well, I'll tell you like one that. thing. I don't think that's going to happen. Knowing the Giants, it'll go in the opposite direction, and they'll say, oh, right now, we were, we were a, you know, a right tackle away. Based off of two you know, really sputtering teams uh, you know, playing different coasts, the, the Raiders and the Giants, I don't really know if Derek Carr is that much better right now. He's been so bad. That's and a I terrible know, team. Dude. Again, though, the Giants are a barely bad team, too. So I, I don't know. Carr hasn't done anything since that really nice run he had before he got hurt. What was that two years ago? The last year and a half, he's been dreadful. So I don't really know if he's the answer. Is is taking a flyer on him any better? I just want to see them do something that says we have a game plan for not just now, but the future, because every decision has been based off of winning now. And obviously that's where they are. The future. I don't think it doesn't look that you, way. But yeah. You, you got to Honestly, all you can do is be a Buccaneers fan next week and then be an opposing fan every other week going forward. That's yeah, really I mean, all you can I, do. No, no, I do think it'll take care of itself. I don't think they're talented enough to beat some of these teams. I think they'll lose because they're just not great. The offensive line didn't immediately get better. The the you know wide receivers didn't immediately start catching everything thrown to him. There were some drop passes, and Eli missed on some too. Although he had a really good game. Listen, that Carolina game, Eli played great. I mean, he didn't play any better on Monday night than he played in that game. The the Texan game played real well. Uh, really, I can only think of three or four games that he really was probably a main culprit why they lost. Other than that, he's played well enough to win. Either the defense has sucked or they've gotten a bad break here or there. But overall. 
I, I just do, I don't know what to make of this win. It's, Eli, it's always nice to see your team win, especially Eli in football. Eli is at the point now where he's he's not going to carry you. No. he's There's a lot of games where if you turn back the clock, the Giants probably would have won by Eli carrying him. Yep. But if you play perfect, and the Giants played pretty damn close to perfect on Monday night, and in their other win as well, Eli can – you guys will win the game. Right. But and you, that's what I'm afraid that? of. You know, no, you know? and that, but the, it really turns out to be what is the quarterback market next in this off season? Is there a guy in the draft you target and you're willing to invest in? Is there a guy you're looking at on the free agent market that you're willing to invest? in? A guy in? I would really zero in on is a guy that was on the Jets roster, and it looks like they really could need him right now. And Teddy Bridgewater. I know. And, and you know what I'm worried about is I think another team's going to throw a bunch of money at him, and Maybe it could be I the also don't know. If that's a guy, if you want to give him four years, he hasn't played a full. Now this year, I think he could have played, but we don't know if he would have gotten hurt again. There's no, you know, there's no telling. So now you're going to give, you know, four years and fifty million dollars to a guy that hasn't played in yeah. really three years. I mean, that's another. Th- these are all inherent risks that you're going to have to analyze. And I really wonder is if they just sign a guy. You know what? Maybe maybe a guy that hasn't played that much. Maybe a Nick Mullins. Maybe you trade for a guy like that, and you say, "Well, you know what? We've seen him with a short, short sample size play. Okay, maybe Eli goes into the season as the starter. You have Mullins, and then maybe you're really bad again, and then Tua comes. Or you say maybe Mullins plays well, and we found something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I think it's becoming to light that it's going to take a guy like that because right now Derek Carr. Every week I keep saying, oh, he would be worth taking a flyer on. I really don't know. What has he What has he really done in this league? Mariota looks like he's playing well enough to stay with Tennessee. Jameis is done, but you know I don't want any part of him. I don't think the Giants do either. Does it help you getting another 37 or 38-year-old stopgap quarterback? Who you? No. So, again, it's like there is – the more I'm thinking about it from this conversation and after watching Monday night, based off of how they finished this year – I'm not convinced that Eli is not starting week one next year. Oh, doesn't that just make you miserable? I mean, it doesn't make me happy, but again, I don't want them to do something stupid because they feel like they can't because that would be even worse. Well, maybe they, you know what? Maybe we, maybe they were right all along and they got the running back of the future and they get the offensive lineman of the future and they ride Eli into another if you're top looking, three if pick If you're looking year. for a stopgap quarterback, why don't you just use him? Yeah, because out of all the other options, is there anybody that's going to make you that more excited? That's because, an expensive stopgap. Oh, it is, but, but you, I who mean, cares? You got to spend the money, right? Yeah, I mean, you're paying him anyway, whether he's on your team or not. And if you bought him out, then then you sit him, and you know you tank for Tua or whoever else. I mean, that's going to be a big quarterback draft as we've spoken to. So that was a long answer to a simple question, but there was a lot that went into Monday night, and you asked me how I felt. There's a lot of feelings running through my mind as a fan from a game perspective. Um, given the circumstances and the game that it looked like it was going to be in the game that it ended up being, I was really happy. It didn't look like it was going to be a good game, but that game was, was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. I guess when the teams, if you put a team that's even talent wise on the field together, it'll be fun no matter if they're terrible or if they're really good. Yeah. Like we're going to see next Monday night. Yeah. yeah like we saw with the Rams and the, and the, uh, New Orleans saints. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have a two and you now have two, two and seven teams. You had a one and seven playing a two and seven. I mean, at least it was an entertaining game, and and you know for a two and seven and a one and seven. I mean, can you have really more talent on the field than those two teams have for those know. records? I mean, that's Great kind tight of crazy. Ends. Yeah, wide so, receivers. Well, well, one's a burner and and Goodwin, and one's the best wide receiver in football. 
top five in OBJ, and yep. then the running backs are pretty good as well. Breida looked goddamn good. No, out he there. looked really good, and I can tell you what, George Kittle is so good. I He's know you said great tight ends. I think this guy doesn't get nearly as much credit as he deserves, and I think if he had Garoppolo, he'd get more. But this guy's freaking talented. He creates so much space on his routes, and he catches everything, and he's great with yards after the catch. So fast, man. He's really fast. Yeah, he really is from the tight end perspective uh, position. So I'd feel good if I were a 49er fan going forward. You get your franchise guy back. But anyway, that's my take on Let's the Giants. Let's move on to the team. We were speaking about a team with a lack of talent. Tom, that I could not wait to hear your take because after watching the first two plays of that game and seeing the Bills just go down the field with two, literally two offensive plays for seven Dude. nothing, I was thinking of you, man. Tell me, tell me what you're first thinking. First of all, I'm just glad Sam Darnold didn't play, so he didn't have to be a part of this madness that went down. But bro, I, it was. You saw this, and I was watching the beginning of the game. I was at a full disclosure. I was at a wedding, so I don't remember all of this game. I didn't watch a whole don't lot worry, of this didn't game. Miss anything? Um, I'm glad that I, the wedding actually happened this weekend, if it was going to happen at all during football season. But I mean, I was wa- I watched the first couple drives, and I could have told you, and it had that feeling from the first drive when Matt Barkley drove that fucking team down the field in like four plays, two. and they scored. It was two. Excuse me, in two plays, and they scored. Honestly, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be a long fucking day and the Jets are going to get embarrassed by Matt Barkley and Shady McCoy. And you were right. And I was absolutely right. That game, the Jets were terrible. That's a throwaway game. Thank God Sam Darnold didn't play and didn't contribute to this madness. And Josh McCown made him look a lot better. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's your $10 million know, backup. Yeah. And I. Jesus Christ. Like I said, we really could have used Teddy Bridgewater. And it's not like you're losing for anything. You're not tanking for anything. You don't have a first-round right. pick. You just gave the Colts another another uh, win there, I guess you would say. But this team, did. this was just a game that I really, really, really am glad I was not sober for a majority of, and I didn't watch a lot of it either. And I know they're going into a bye week, and they're going to reevaluate things. I'm going to be really disappointed if Todd Bowles is still the head coach of this team at the end of this week. He's going to be. I know he is, and I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. I understand be. that you want because to he keep... would have been out Monday morning. Yeah, if they were I, know, I understand him. you want to keep the status quo, and you have a rookie quarterback, so you want to keep some, you know, some competence or not even competence. I was just going to say, some, I don't even think it's that man. Some continuity I think... and, and all that good stuff, where you want to keep everything structured for the rookie. But the guy is a terrible fucking head coach. Why do you want to keep? Some continuity and some structure for a shitty system. Because you know what? At this point, is this really any more embarrassing than what he's been a part of over the last few years, the way the seasons have ended? But what really kills me is that you have your quarterback He's, in the he's a dead man now. walking. It doesn't matter whether it's well, he's tomorrow, not coming back. No, I understand two weeks, that, but, or the end of the year. But why don't you let him go now? This is a lost season. You don't have your first-round pick, and you might as well start your—, sh- your He's not going to be your head coach. Do you think Jeremy Bates is going to be your next head coach? No, but at least no. you can get a look. At least, because you know for goddamn sure Todd Bowles isn't going to be your head coach, and I know he's a dead man walking. But let's start our search today. Okay, can I? Ask, well, I'm, I I guarantee you they have. I guarantee you that they have ideas. But remember, some of the best options for you haven't been relieved of their jobs yet. So 
you know, you think of Harbaugh in Baltimore, who the report came out, said they're going to part ways at the end of the year. You've got some of the hot college coaches. You have some of the hot coordinators who are in the middle of uh, post, you know, regular season runs to get to the playoff seedings right now. You're not really going to be able to interview anybody unless you have a McAdoo situation last year where it was just like you're just throwing gas on top of a fire. It's like, what's really the point? You know, like just keep them. You, you know, nothing's going to change this. Cause you know what? It, I felt the same way, even though McAdoo was horrible and he deserved to lose his job. Just hang him out to dry what are you for gonna, the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know what? Todd Bowles as bad as he is. And as much as I disagree with him being the head coach, and I know the jets do too, which is why I'm using the term dead man walking. He's not coming back. He knows he's not coming back. It doesn't matter whether it's this week, next week, or at the end of the season, he's not coming back. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. And I hate to talk about other people's jobs. This is a culture issue. And you have so many holes on this team. And here's my question. And I definitely think coaching goes into it, especially because he's a defensive guy. But I had the game. I had the red zone channel queued up on on Sunday because there were no games I was really that interested in in zeroing in on, especially at the one o'clock slate. And they kept with showing Buffalo Bills scoring drives, and the Jets defense just gave up. So now you have to evaluate the players too. I don't know if you want Bowles to be the one who's evaluating them because. You know, your Jamal Adams came out on WFAN and said, we love our coach. He's great. We we play for him. Well, if that's how you play for him, he's not that great. And well, you just shouldn't. Being, I think he was just being a good no, soldier. I, I you agree, have to say that. But he looked like he What are you going to do? Throw his ass under the bus? Well, exactly. But again, you know, that's what I'm saying is, is it didn't look like he had any interest in playing in the second half of that game. Tremaine no, Johnson at, got torched. I think at that point you're making business decisions, man. Oh, and yeah. You can't really, you can't really no, 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 blame I'm the not, guys. No, no, I'm not. I'm not blaming him at all. I'm just pinpointing what he said in that interview. And to me, what that says is, listen, we like him. He's a really good coach, but he's not the right guy. Because if you like him, you like him. He didn't say a single thing about respect. Now, it's also you got to have some personal pride. You only play 16 games a year. You don't have a lot to hold your hat on on a team that's going nowhere fast. There's going to be a boatload of cap space. I think after halftime, and though, there's like I no. Said, they made some business decisions right, there. But They're not trying what? to get hurt. No, but you know what? There's I watched the Giants in that Rams game last year just quit. And to me, that's when the season ended. It wasn't losing to the winless 49ers. It wasn't a couple of the other. It wasn't going out to Oakland losing with Geno Smith at quarterback. It was quitting at home to the Rams, who were a much better team than the Buffalo Bills. So you have guys in that secondary on that defense who just didn't look like they had any interest in playing. And whether you're in your second year in the league or whether you're in your fifth year in the league, just signed a big contract, looking to get a contract, you've now been put on notice. And you're talking about a business decision? I think there's going to be a lot of guys who, as whether McCagnan keeps his job or whether they just clean out the whole house, people are going to be evaluated based on the performance in the last bit of the season on a team that's no good. And I think McCagnan definitely they, keeps his job because I, I did McCagnan take Bowles as a coach? No, no. But again, and I so, think you. I think in the NFL, especially, you have an opportunity to pick your guy. 
Okay. Especially when you draft your quarterback. Now, here's my question to you as a Jet fan. Do you think he should have that right? Has yes. he done enough in his tenure as GM I think to tell he has. you I think he's he... done a good enough job because I think this is more of a coaching issue. I mean, listen, the team's decimated by injuries. Um, you know, oh, yeah, I'm not we making know that. excuses for them. But you can't lose that game to that, that, that Bills team if you're that I think you're that Yeah, decimated. but I think, like you said, that team just gave up and made a lot of business decisions. And I don't think that team – that team shouldn't have lost by that much to a Buffalo Bills team that that was that bad, especially when you're favored Dude, the by Bills seven. The Bills scored more points in the first half than they had in the last four weeks combined. That game was just a throwaway game, but I don't. I'm not going to blame the GM on that because this no, no, defense no, is really game. talented. Yes, but what I'm just saying is, is like, has he done enough for you? I don't to think say you he, have a. I don't think you have a choice. I don't think you have a choice but to justify keeping the GM. The guy's only had the job for like two years, man. Oh, so did Idzik, and they had no problem getting rid of him. And but Idzik also also picked, made a lot of bad draft picks, and he also picked Todd. But Bowles, he wasn't there long enough to see some of those draft picks through. And remember, his whole plan was to save that money, and and he he wanted to go hard with the cap. He wanted to conserve money and and use it on the cap and they never gave I him think the, the chance Jets, to. I think the Jets have been out on Todd Bowles for like 3 years. Well, then why did Two they years. pick up his his extension? They because, gave him a 1-year extension. Because it was at the point now where you have a young team and a developing defense and he is 5 a and 11 the last 2 years. I understand that, but is this team does this team have enough old veteran talent to make the playoffs? No, but you know at what? All. No, but that's not the point because I don't think you're grading Bowles off of him making the playoffs. First of all, you play in a division with the New England Patriots. You're not winning that division. Second of all, it's how the team consistently plays. And even on that 10 and 6 team, what were they constantly known for? Horrible penalties, undisciplined football, and having games where I they agree mailed with you, it man. in. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to justify what the Jets are doing. I'm in I'm in complete agreement. I think the ten and six season with Ryan Fitzpatrick as your quarterback, you kind of got to bring the guy back. Well, but yeah, you had no choice, and he showed you why. But when it comes to McCagnan, I think when when you have a young team like this, a young core, you're gonna let him see it through, and that's just how the NFL works, where they where they give a GM an opportunity to pick a coach and let him have his guy, yeah, as they call it. Well, I always you thought see that, that was weird all the time, and, yeah. and it doesn't make any sense to me with the Jets because they never clean house. They fired GMs under Rex Ryan, and they kept Rex Ryan. They fire Rex Ryan, and they keep GMs. I don't understand it. Why do you not just go for a clean slate? Yeah, you got to let your you, – you gotta The Giants let, went for a clean slate. Yeah. And, we and, don't know how it's working out yet. It's no. way too early in the process, but – You can't really grade draft picks or, or you know, coaching on GMs well, till after about three or so cut, years. So from from the, the Giants? From No, no, the Jets oh, from yeah, the yeah, earlier yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. So, so when a guy gets cut, I think you can, dra- I think you can draw conclusions. Right, and I also Unless think, too, is some of those go into, you know, salary cap decisions as well uh, and, and roster depth. But another yes. reason why I think he's going to stay is because I think when you have $90 million in cap space coming up, you're not just going to hire a GM out of the blue. This guy's probably been planning for this offseason for two years. Well, that's what's so weird about the Idzik thing and why they let him go because they never gave him an opportunity with all this cap space, and he clearly had a plan, and they never let him see it through. Yeah, so his that's, was more of like a, a process, like trust the process kind of thing. Well, his whole thing was like if you give me to 2015 – I'm gonna I'm gonna have all of this cap space and I'm gonna use it on the real on the personnel that I want and they never gave him that chance. Regardless, 
I wouldn't be surprised with either move. If you ask me what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to keep McCagnan and they're going to let him pick a coach. I but think, I think he's going to be like on a very. I think he's going to be on a very short leash. I think. I think if he if he doesn't do a good enough job in free agency and in a, and a good enough job in rounds two through whatever in the draft this year. Because they obviously don't have their first round pick, and I don't even know if they have their second round pick. They have their second round. It's um, their second round in 2020. They don't have. Okay, so they're really going to evaluate the draft, and if he fucks up in free agency and doesn't get the players that they deem that they want, or or they don't pan out, I think he's out the door too. Yep, and and that's and that's tough Which too because tough, then you're going to have the coach. new head coach. It's and a McCagnan's gone. That's why it's a vicious, I think vicious circle. It really is, and to no necessarily pure fault of McCagnans. That's why I think they both have to go because the writing's on the wall. But it's not going to happen. It's dude. not. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to. Because what what I would be doing is I would be interviewing for a president of football operations type guy or or a or a GM type guy right now saying, "All right, we're gonna let's pretend we give you the keys to the car. What are you doing this offseason? You know I want I want a full detailed plan. The Jets need a splash." I'm not talking about a reckless splash. I'm not talking about John Gruden, you know, a guy who hasn't coached in the league in 10 years. Yeah. But they need to make a move for one of the Harbaugh's. If if Jim Harbaugh has a you know wins that Ohio State game and Michigan gets trounced by, you know, an Alabama or something Clemson happens, or something. yeah. But, you know, he will have done what his mission statement at Michigan was, which is get to the football playoff, beat Ohio State. And, you know, if he leaves because you can't beat Alabama, well, nobody has. I feel if like he it's leaves, tough. though, I, I would mean, throw millions of dollars at him. It's tough because he kind of said he John was going to compete for a national championship. But I guess college football's definition of competing for a national championship is getting to the Final Four and not being within a million miles of a national championship from Alabama. Right. But then you have John the Final Har- Four, I guess. Yeah. Is the and thing. then you have John Harbaugh, who's appealing if indeed him and Baltimore decide to part ways because he brought up a really young quarterback, developed him, and won a Super Bowl with him, that being Joe Flacco. And talk about going from one extreme to another. That's a that's splash one of the most that would excite a franchise because they ha- both that's have— That's just a smart move because right. that guy is the opposite of Todd Bowles where his teams are the most disciplined in the NFL from special teams all the way through the offense and the defense. Yeah, I don't think you want to do anything with like a Lincoln Riley or a Matt Campbell. No, let I think the, you need to— if Let you're gonna, Cleveland go after If you're going to dip into the college game— Or let Dallas if yeah, that if ever you're happens. Gonna, if you're going to dip into the college game, do it for a guy that's already coaching the NFL and has had some level of success, like a Jim Harbaugh. I think for the Jets, like you said with with McCagnan, he has to have a full out detailed plan. And and I don't know if it's fair or not, but I think in the best interest of the New York Jets, from seeing them this year and over the last few years, if you don't want to repeat the cycle, that is this instability between a head coach and a GM that are not you know simpatico. I think you got to let them both go. You got to bring in a GM. You're going to hire a GM. You're going to let him pick his coach. Let it be an offensive guy with Sam Darnold being the focal point of the organization going forward. And all these moves and can I be think made without he, your crazy owner, your Woody Johnson, where his sons seem a little bit more competent running the team, or his brother, or whoever's doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's his uh, son. Yeah. So and I all think, these moves can be made. And, and, and Donald Trump. I mean, listen, say what you want. He handed Jets fans a real nice gift by making him the ambassador to Great Britain. Yes. Keeping Woody Johnson, who I hate to keep saying this, he's one of the worst owners in sports, right up there with my guy James Dolan. If you can keep him over over there, on the, over on the other side of the pond or whatever you want to say, 
Hopefully the Jets can figure this one out. I just want a good head coach. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's why I think that you need to get rid of the GM too because it's just not going to happen, man. And I'm t- I-, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm tired of you getting me excited. It is not going to happen because the- then you this guy needs to be able to – you need to be able to justify the firing of this guy. You, like, you need to be able to say, okay, we gave you the cap space, we gave you the quarterback, and we gave you the opportunity to pick your head coach. And I know that's stupid, and I know you're going to disagree with me, no, I but don't. that's how it works in the I NFL. Don't, I don't disagree with you. Don't. The thing, though, is that I'm going to say, why would they do that now when they didn't do it for the last guy? That's whole. That's my whole thing. Because all signs have led to them doing that. They've let the guy take complete control of the franchise. Yeah, but again, is if you're gonna give, if you're gonna tell him that he has, you know, that that he's gonna get this head coach, uh, not upon his own, you know, wish wishes, then he's already not in bed with the head coach. So you're saying, okay, now I've got to figure out how to build a roster for a coach I don't want, that's fine. But in the same process, you're not winning games. And whether it's the coach's fault or the talent, I mean, I think that there's some really bad coaches that don't have good talent. And I think there's some really bad coaches that have better talent. And for other, for whatever reason, the Jets continue to be a floundering franchise. And I don't think McCagnan's done enough in his NFL career to say, like, I think he'll, I think he can find a landing spot. I do. I just think if you're trying to find the stability of an organization, and if you're going based off of because from a from a just a common sense standpoint, you're 100% right, and that's how anybody should do it. He he hasn't really deserved to lose his job. He's the made only some issue good picks. Is, is they should have done that two years ago. Right. When they signed they, him. You have you have to have the two together. And if can you imagine, especially if you bring in a guy like either of the Harbaugh brothers, or you bring in you know, like a Jim Bob Cooter or some of these hot offensive guys and they come in and they want a little bit more control. Well, now you have McCagnin who is like basically one wrong move and now he's being undercut or he ha- he's walking on eggshells. I think the smart thing to do is you got to just say, listen, it hasn't worked. We know you had a plan. But in the best interest of this organization, we've got to do a complete and utter clean out. Hey, man, I'm on the same page with you when it comes to that as a Jets fan. Well, you just don't think it's going to happen. I, I just, I'm trying to be realistic. So what do you want to see, man, for the last few weeks? You're on by this week. You've got the New England Patriots coming into MetLife Current Stadium. Current state of affairs, I just want to see Sam Darnold get better. And I want to see a couple offensive weapons uh, show themselves, whether it be re-reveal themselves or reveal themselves. Yeah. I'm talking about Elijah McGuire, who looks like the best running back on the Jets roster. I'm t- and I don't want Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to tell you that right now. We'll talk about him later. I don't want to spend $25 million of your cap space or whatever you want to say. It's going to cost it. To yeah, go get him. that's going to be interesting because I think he's got Jets written all over him. <sighs> Stop it. Um, I, I also want to see Robbie Anderson, who has had a very up-and-down season, and it's been tough because Sam, he's the type of guy where he's he's a guy who runs in a straight line. And it's really difficult when you're getting sacked 10 times a game or whatever to get the ball down the field. You should know that better than anybody being an Eli guy. Trust me, I know. Um, and I want to see Anunwa just stay healthy. They, they have a new tight end in uh, – I, I forgot his name. And Curse has to hold on to the ball. 
I don't know what's happened to him. Because I, don't think I thought Chris, he was a good. I, I thought he had a good year last year. I'm not concerned with Curse. I'm more concerned with guys that have a future with the Jets because I don't think he'll be on the team next All year. All right. Well, you know, a new. I one, agree. Don't get yeah. me wrong. A noon one Anderson are nice complementary pieces. That's a wide receiver too, and a, and a really nice possession slot wide receiver right there. I think the Jets are going to go out and get a stud next year. You got to. You have to and give Sam Darnold all the so, weapons. So here's the last wrinkle of this. Let's say that the Jets brass, now Christopher Johnson, gives McCagnan his blessing and says, here's your free agency and here's a draft. And you pick your coach. Well, he's and he has all drafts, this but. money and he doesn't get anybody big. And nobody comes that you really are spending this. Because what's the whole point of holding all this cap space? It's to make several splashes, not one or two nice pieces. You need to get a couple of studs, a big, a couple talent position, you know, X factors, a couple of big time offensive linemen. Your defense is pretty solid. So who are the Jets going to end up with? Des Bryant off an Achilles? But see, that's what I'm wondering, uh, man. Like I, like it. if you have to, you have to make this count. And that's what I'm saying is, is you have all this cap space, which is great in theory, but if you don't make it work, and you're throwing money at guys who are not making. We see an NFL free agency all the time. The big names go by fast. They're not waiting around. They're going fast. And if we're into the third or fourth day of free agency, and your big acquisition is a second or third tier wide receiver who didn't get the money he wanted, oh boy. Now what do you do? Because do you just cut him loose before the draft and you go for a GM? Well, now at this point, all the probably the vacancies and GMs have been taken by the good guys. Nope, so you now you're kind of stuck with them. You got to so, hope for the best holy this shit. season, man. Yeah, that's 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 if I were and trust me, my future is very bleak. So I, either, I know you where you're coming make, from. If you're gonna make what you're saying, and that's make obviously the Todd Bowles is gone, but make the complete clean house move. Yep. It's got to be done on the uh, the the day after the season is over. Yep, no, totally agree because that's when it happens, and that's when the big name guys are getting interviews during playoff. You know, in between playoff games, um, or you're bringing in the college coaches. So, all I know is that both of our franchises they are teetering on the brink of co- of another five years of shit, or something will happen. The one Whether thing I will say is at wise, least the Jets have the quarterback in the you future. You think? Well, we you got hope. A, we have a close. We're a hell of a lot closer than you are. Agreed. Uh, totally. But, but aside from that, you you're hope. right. One bad decision on both sides, and it's over. Yep. And the it, Giants may have already made theirs. Yeah. Uh, or you know maybe their best decision in the offseason is not not jumping the gun. Maybe, and that's the thing, like maybe them not getting the quarterback is the right move. And maybe the Jets, you know, getting, ending up with that second or third tier free agent is the right move because he, he ends up being the better pick. Well, um, you never know. You've seen it in the past. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was always a really nice number two wide receiver. And you look at him in Philly now and he's a touchdown machine. I could go down the list of guys where you can look at flip the coin on the other side and right. you see that they're well overperforming in a better offense yep. with better weapons around them. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, I wanted to get your take on that. That's enough of us talking about the bleak futures of our current football Let's teams. Let's talk about some winning teams. We're going like to talk about some winning teams. Every goddamn well, Wednesday. you know what? When we're doing this podcast next year and the year after that, we'll probably be re- reiterating right, that right. stance. But 
for now, let's talk about the games that were in week 10 of the National Football League. Can you believe, Tom, that we are 10 weeks in already? It's no, nuts. It's so let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will not get into the Le'Veon Bell situation yet. We will save that for a little bit later. We're just going to talk about the games first and then dive deep into that. But the Steelers came out guns a-blazing on a really good Thursday night matchup at home in Pittsburgh under the lights. They whooped up on Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. 52-21, to 21, that game was as much of a rout as it sounds. The Panthers never had that a chance. That game was tough to watch. And I was shocked because I wasn't going to make the claim that the Panthers were as good as the Saints, but they were flying under the radar at a really nice record and playing some solid football. And they went on a tough road game, albeit a short week, and sometimes you can't always judge that. Remember, the Steelers were coming off a game against Baltimore, so they didn't really have to travel that much. But either way, that was an ass-whooping. And I was as impre- I was more impressed with the Steelers than I was down on the Panthers. I think the Panthers just I don't got... Know, man. I think I they really just got run. Know. The reason why I'm worried about that team, and I watched almost every snap of that game... Cam's a hard guy to get down, and he was on his ass a lot. Yep. That team could not block if their lives depended on it. Run blocking, they looked fine. McCaffrey was getting like 8, 9, 10 yards a carry, but pass blocking, that team could not get anything down the field at all whatsoever. They looked terrible. It was awful. They they, they That looked, game was really tough to watch. They I had, looked like the Giants offense. I had a lot of guys going in fantasy. Unfortunately, it was all the wrong guys. And from that point of view, it was really tough to watch. Yeah, me me starting my week of picks didn't go too well, uh, taking the Panthers to cover in that game. Ooh. Nice call. Yeah, right. Great job, Sean. You're really smart. Um, but, no, I think to me, man, the Steelers are playing with some mojo right now. They are the class of the AFC North, and this is around the time where the classic Steelers start to really hit their stride. Should have known. Should have known the known. Bengals were fugues. Should have known, and I know. And I thought I had more confidence in the Ravens. Obviously, I was wrong, I too. hope the Ravens keep losing because I'd really like your game plan. I've had one of the hardballs down there. I got you excited. Or up in New York. Sorry. I got you excited, didn't I? You keep did. it in, now you you're going to have to keep it in your pants for the rest of this podcast. But I'm going to have to keep it in my pants for the rest of the season and watch <laughs> the corpse of a human being and Todd Bowles. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Maybe you can have a couple more weddings and get shit faced during the during the. Maybe I'll the just start showing games. up to country clubs on Sundays. I think that might be your just best wedding bet. crashing it. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. Why not? You'll pull a Chaz from Wedding Crashers. <laughs> um, but no, I think that honestly, the Steelers. We might be underestimating them, but a game like that—that's a statement win against. It was a really good team. They're starting to go now, and they're going to position themselves for the playoffs. And I think they have such a bad taste in their mouths from that Jacksonville loss last year. They kind of get that toxicity out of there with Le'Veon Bell now officially. And they're feeling good about themselves. How could you not after a win like that? And they're rolling uh, and trying to get that uh, one of the first two seeds in the AFC, which is actually kind of open now that the Patriots have lost because they went into Tennessee and got blitzed. Smacked. Yeah, and the last thing I will say is Pittsburgh actually goes down to Jacksonville this week. Yeah, they're actually favored by five and a half. That's I am not fair. taking this game as one of my picks, but I would expect Pittsburgh to win by a touchdown. I think they're going to win by more. I think they. Whoa. I think they're very upset. I'm not picking this game either, but I, I will might actually. Say. I might actually change one of my picks to this. All right, really? I might. I might. All right. But we're not going to do it right now. No, we're not going to do it right now. I have plenty of time to think about it. I think the Steelers are are now taking care of business, and and Mike Tomlin has them playing the kind of football that he loves. Roethlisberger's slinging it around, looking real good. James Conner, I know he's getting concussion protocol now. Got to love the way they're playing. He practiced today. He's fine. Yeah, so let's get down now 
to Nashville, Tennessee, where I did not see this coming. The Titans just destroyed the Pats. Dude, I I mean that was and that was the first my time guy, Mike Vrabel, looked, baby. That was the first time I looked at Brady and was like that was not good. No, nah, he's a little washed. That was, I mean, even in games that they've lost, like that Jacksonville game and even in to a lesser extent the uh the Matt Patricia special in week 3, I thought for the most part, you know what? He's just getting getting his feet wet. No, the guy they've was lost. not the guy was not making good throws in that game. No, dude, he was throwing like lame duck after lame duck, and he couldn't get the ball there, and he didn't really have any zip on his passes. And I, I don't know really what happened, but I'll tell you what: the Titans came to play. Deion Lewis had that. Now that was a revenge game for him, to use your favorite term. Yeah, I think he, he even said it right. is so. He was like, "This was personal." And uh, well, I was, he says he actually said the real quote was, "That's what happens when you go cheap." Oh, that's right. Yep. So exactly. But either way, he made it personal, and he had a really good game. Derrick Henry did too. But Mariota yeah, he only had great. fifty-seven yards. But, but, but I mean, you know, listen, Derrick Henry was the one who actually stole the show. Yeah, guy had two touchdowns. And, but and on top of that. Corey Davis had a good game. Mariota, Dan. Well, yeah. Looked great in that game. I, and the tight, I, do you take the, much away from that, though? Do I, you really? Well, that's the second straight week he's played really well. I guess maybe he just has I to say what healthy, to think of any of these AFC South teams. But I do know this. Of all, of all the wins, and I know Jacksonville beat up on New England in week two, that was the best win of an AFC South team all year that I saw because of the time of year in which they did it and to who yep. they were playing against because the Patriots in week 10 are a lot different than the Patriots in week two. And listen, I mean, it's a neck and neck race between the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans down there in that division. And I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are all but out. Oh yeah, man. I mean, they're free falling. They're, they're not looking good. And, and boy, was I wrong about them. Yeah, I, I mean... I didn't pick them to win the division, but I thought they'd be a hell of a lot better than this. Yeah, you said they were one of the wild card teams for sure, and that was solely based off their defense. But, again, I said it during the preview, and A.J. Boye did not play in that Jacksonville Jaguars game. Shout-out to the Titans. Great win, by the way. We'll cap that one off. We'll move on to the Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. And I just said it. This There's no way they only had... Two starters miss a game last season. Uh, you were right. There is no way it will stay this healthy, and there's no way that Blake Bortles would be that competent two years in a row. And I hate to say it, your boy was right. Yeah, yeah. A.J. Boye didn't play in this game, and um, the defense just looked terrible, and they got torched by Andrew Luck. Yeah, they did. And I got to say, too, man. And Jacksonville needs themselves a quarterback. Yep. I like the way Frank Reich has this Colts team playing. That uh, they hadn't surrendered a sack in, in in like four games in a row, and this was one of the worst offensive lines in football. Well, you Get know, Andrew Luck protection, and it doesn't matter who your weapons are. Well, the best rookie thus far has been Quentin Nelson, showing oh, yeah. up that left side. He looked really good in Giants blue. He would look great in Giants blue, not that ugly Indianapolis blue. <laughs> I'm just bitter. I don't have a bandana against the Colts. They're fine. Especially when um, you have Shaquan Barkley, who's a beast. Yep, we have two wins, but um, it was it, that was a great win by the Colts, and they might be keeping pace in this AFC South. Do you we think that this is over by any stretch? No, not at all. I just don't know if all we know Luck. is they buried the Jaguars. That yeah, I know. I think the Jaguars might finish last this year. They might go from worse or first to worse. 
Works that way. Yeah, absolutely. That game was a lot of fun to watch. And if anybody had any questions about Andrew Luck, I don't think that Jacoby Brissett is coming out there and throwing Hail Marys from now on. I don't think so. And He's getting stronger by the week. Just stay off the snowboard, Andrew. (laughs) That was the best 1 o'clock game, I think, on the slate as far as down to the wire going into those 4 o'clock games. Absolutely, man. So why don't we move on to the next game, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Winning against a surprisingly frisky yeah. Arizona Cardinals They team. looked like they were kind of sleepwalking through that game. Red Zone were, was really going well, into that game Well, maybe they were looking forward because I am very excited for this week's game. Well, they better not be because they could have. They, they almost got snuck up on, but they're oh, they too didn't. talented. Well, because they're too talented of and the course. Cardinals aren't. But And Mahomes breaks a record. Yeah, dude. I mean, just I think as the season goes on, it's just going to be another record after another that he's shattering. Breaks um, a single-season touchdown record. Dude, he's so good. Jesus Christ. He's so good. You know we're only 10 games in, right? He's so good. Insane. Absolutely insane. But, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say about the it. David Johnson doesn't pretty do good. much for me, man. No, no. But Rosen looked okay. From an, and we're not going to really talk about the Cardinals too much because they did lose, and it's a lost season for them. But Josh Rosen played well. And I know David that, Johnson had a good game, I know and people that, were worried about I him. I know that Chiefs defense is not very good, and it might turn out it might come back to bite them in the ass. But – all I know is that game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. But another, you sometimes you're going to win games where you don't have your best, or it doesn't seem like you're really getting up for it. All that matters is they won another game at home, and the they only still have one loss. They hold the one the first seed in the AFC. Wow, that that's that's big time right there. All right, so let's move on to the next game, and I wish this was the Browns' first win. Since the first season of Hugh Jackson and they didn't win any games under Hugh Jackson, that would have just been incredible. But they get a big time win, twenty-eight to sixteen against the Falcons. I think the Falcons are done. What the fuck is wrong with that team? They went to Washington and kicked the shit out of the Redskins. And I know the Redskins were where you kind of think might be Fugazi, but either way, they're leading the the NFC East now at 6-3. and three. A joke of a division. And they've won some really good games this year, the Redskins have. And they got trounced at home by this Falcon team that looked like they were hitting their stride. Julio gets in the end zone. You're feeling good about them. You think they're ready to poise to make a move. And then they do this to the Browns? Unbelievable! That I think if you want to talk about a coach that should be looking to get fired, I know he's just two years removed from a Super Bowl run, but they blew that game. And the last two years, they have been so uninspiring. Dan Quinn not looking good for him. I mean, how do you how do you lose a game like this? And how are you this bad with this much talent? I I don't get it. Baker said he was feeling dangerous, dude. I love his swagger, man. He's pretty good, man. For a team that is so devoid of these kind of stories and these because obviously Manziel had moxie but he wasn't any good see now what you do is you have a guy who can back up his game with at least being able to play hey don't talk shit about my guy Manziel he's putting up numbers in the Canadian league yeah that's awesome I and, think I don't and know I, I think could be making that up 2,000 people in the stands are loving every second of he it he could have gotten benched I don't know <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not going to talk about Johnny Manziel <laughs> on this podcast right now. Although anytime he wants to come on, I'd love to talk to him. Hell yeah! <laughs> but no, I mean man, I mean Manziel. Uh, see now you got me thinking. It's Mayfield, um, Mayfield is M. that's right. He played such a good game, and you know I'm not going to judge any of these rookie quarterbacks off the situations they're in. I'm not going to judge Darnold. I'm not going to jo- judge Josh Rosen. I'm not going to judge Josh Allen, and definitely not Mayfield. 
But Mayfield, I think he's the one who's got that moxie. I can see why guys and, and scouts really loved him. And he seems to be perfect for that situation to get that team that's been so completely terrible for such a long time to kind of bring him out slowly but surely uh, of the doldrums of the AFC North and the NFL as a whole. The Cleveland Browns had a really good draft. Yes. Nick Denzel Chubb Ward looks like too. an absolute stud, and Denzel Ward's probably going to be an all-pro player I mean, dude, this year. they have three of the key positions probably, filled. Probably in the top three running for AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year behind the guy out of uh, Florida State on the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. The and, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then also, don't, don't forget, too, is – They've got Miles Garrett, who's playing oh, man. so well on that defensive line. Yeah, and they've so now you think that That's they have a talented you team. Think they've man. got They're the in a better spot than the Jets and the Giants. They've got the quarterback they believe. They've got the edge pass rusher, and they've got the lockdown corner. Now they just need a premier left tackle or offensive lineman to step in there and be able to protect them. But you've and got you said Nick this Chubb. Is a heavy offensive you've lineman got Jarvis draft Landry. As well. That's a good team. And, yes, they're going to have their pick at an offensive lineman. There's going to be about four taken in the top ten, I believe. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to the final game. Good Both job. the fucking Falcons, Good dude. job. Good job by the Browns there. The Los Angeles, huh? huh? The Los Angeles Chargers. He got it. up on the Raiders. You said it was going to take Gruden. you two years. It took you two weeks. You're John Gruden run Raiders. That's because I looked at them and I was like, please remember to say L.A. <laughs> um 20 to 6. That was the most critical of all the notes today, right? Yeah, definitely. That defense looked pretty good out there in Oakland. It's a dub against Oakland. Hey, man, you and know what? I they love it. business. You know, they win the games that are in front of them. That's what matters. I Th- think that's why think? I look at the Chiefs, too. Are, are they the. What do you think the rankings in the AFC are? Obviously, there's Kansas City number one, Chargers number two, Patriots number four, um, Steelers number five. I'm still going Patriots, too. I know Whoa. that was a really bad loss, but I'm not. I don't know. You just took a huge shit on them. Well, that was a terrible game, but I'm not willing to. Are you willing to concede that the Patriots are done? No, you're crazy if you think right. they're done. So I think they're the second best team. Remember, they're the, the Chiefs, who we think are the by far the top of the line in that conference. And Their only won. loss is to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I think it's Patriots, too. I'm looking at Steelers three just because of the way they've been playing, and then I put the Chargers four. And no offense to the Chargers. Listen, their only two losses are to the Rams and the Chiefs, and they're handling business against the teams that they need to handle business against. I just look at the way Pittsburgh's been playing lately, which are just as good as the Chargers, and they and they and the Chargers don't have a win like the Steelers just got against a very quality team in yeah. that fashion. So we'll, we'll have but, to but see listen, that's out. my four, but that's no knock on the Chargers. I think they're a damn good team. Definitely, and the Oakland Raiders lose yet again, and they may be drafting a quarterback this year. We'll see. Dude, I mean, that team has no confidence, and I actually felt kind of bad for Carr. He was trying to get guys riled up on the sidelines, and they're just having none of it. Yeah, that 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 was a really tough game to watch. I mean, you saw Carr rush the guys to the line on the last play of the game, and he knew he wasn't going to get it, and it's almost like his soul was ripped out of his body when that happened, how upset he got. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, he's a broken, he's a broken man, and I think there's – I mean – there's guys who are in the locker room, the veterans that are like, man, this is worse than we ever could have thought. Like this guy don't know what he's doing Gruden. And, and who knows, maybe in five years, like the Raiders are a dynasty, but for right now, that is the, they make me very happy as a Giants fan. I don't know. Uh, You could say crazier things have happened, but the Raiders being a dynasty in five years, I don't know if crazier things have happened. 
No, probably not. I mean, he's getting so many picks. We're gonna see how he molds this team. He's gonna make them though. But oh yeah, but but when we was don't the know. last time he watched a college football game? Was twenty years ago? Oh no! Come on, man. Look at all those Gruden quarterback camps. True, the Gruden grinders. Yes, I mean he was doing he do those quarterback camps all the time. Going, he didn't even know the guy's name. He just said you, you. Don't mean shit. <laughs> we'll see. But obviously, I mean, you can't feel good if you're a Raider fan. All right. So let's move on to the to the NFC wins. So the Redskins got to six and three, and they won sixteen to three. The most unimpressive six and three I've ever seen. And the most unimpressive five hundred yard game that resulted in three points I've ever seen. Dude, they, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> the by far the most yards ever gained by scoring three points or less. No doubt, but that's what happens when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick turning the ball over four times because that's what happened. Two ter- two interceptions. I know one it all in the too well, zone. bro. I know, I know it all too well. And then a couple fumbles too. You know, deep in Redskin territory. I mean, that was crazy. When I looked at that stat, I had to like do a double, sometimes you know, triple take. I was like, there's no fucking way that stat's right. And it was. Um, listen, the Redskins, I don't know how, but are leading this terrible NFC East. I don't know who's going to end up. I keep waiting for the Eagles. And when we you get to that game, so there's long, no dude. way. I don't trust Jason Garrett at all. Obviously, the Giants are done. What? So You don't trust Jason Garrett? Have you been listening to our podcast? You should be because you've been <laughs> recording with me. No, I don't trust Jason Garrett. I'm what not a big fan either. But that? Um, no, you're not. <laughs> Do you want, no, how about him? I, would, you, would you take him as Jets head coach? Future Princeton head coach, Jason Garrett. Princeton or New York Jets? They're not that far apart. No, keep them in keep them in Princeton, New Jersey. Keep them out of uh, what is it, East Rutherford or there, wherever there they are. There you go. Yes, East Rutherford. They've been there a while now. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. That's uh, I don't trust any of those teams. So I guess the Redskins win by default. I don't know, but they've beaten some good Eagles teams. Better get their and they've shit beaten together. Some bad teams. And that's a game you got to win, and they did. So I don't really have much else to say. I'll, uh, the last thing I guess I can say is this from Alex Smith. God, has he had a bad year as far as numbers are concerned? But the guy just does not turn the ball over. Six and three, man. What can you say? They're gonna win. They're gonna win games simply because in in the National Football League, you're gonna win games simply because you don't make mistakes. And this Redskins team doesn't really make mistakes. So when you play teams like the Buccaneers, you're probably gonna win that game as a result, especially against a quarterback on the other side who's completely reckless with the football. Yeah. The opposite ends of the spectrum right Big there. Time. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next game, the Chicago Bears. Ooh. They are 6-3 and three as well, and this defense is playing really well. And so is Mitchell Trubisky, 34-22. to 22. They take care of business against Matty P and the Lions. When's he coming on the pod? Did you get him? I sent an email out, but I accidentally wrote, P.S., go fuck yourself at the <laughs> end. And he, I guess he's not coming on because of that. I couldn't hold myself back. You almost had him. From our email, sure. sorrysports at yahoo.com. That's a, I think he was really close. Um, but, no, what would you think of that about this game, and how about Trubisky? Trubisky's playing like a man possessed. I, every week he gets better. It's insane. And I guess you got to give a lot of credit to Pat Shermer, the head coach. I mean, is Pat Shermer their head coach? Pat Shermer's the head coach of the Giants. So I don't, sorry, sorry. You're talking I got about confused. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'll take the credit. I mean, I don't think he's done a great job with the Giants offense. I don't know but, why, but forever I have gotten those two confused. I have no idea why. They're probably polar opposites. But, Matt Nagy's a young guy in the league. Shermer is not. But, no, Matt Nagy's offense is real good. And, dude, to be honest with you, 
I think it built so much confidence having a running game, some very reliable weapons. I don't know why they don't and use Jordan a Howard that much. defense that allowed him to kind of go from game manager to build some confidence, and now he, they've kind of taken the training wheels off of him and are letting him make plays. Now so he's not ever going to be, be a, he's never going to be a guy no. that's going to throw you know sixty times a game. But this is what needs to be done. The GM and if the Jets want me to be GM, listen, I may for I may get the Giants and the Bears coach confused when I'm making phone calls or whatever, trying to make. Well, moves. you can't do that. I'm going to say I'm going to do exactly what with all this cap space the Chicago Bears did for a guy who is more talented and can be a much better quarterback in Sam Darnold than Mitchell Trubisky. That's exactly what I'm going to do as GM of the Jets. I'm going to surround him with. A really good running game with Elijah McGuire and some other free agent I pick up. Hopefully not Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to get him some wide receivers, and I'm going to continue to build this defense. Well, listen, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get a guy like a Khalil Mack, which really doesn't exist because there's only one. Well, yeah, those guys aren't really and growing then, on trees, right? Exactly. And the other thing too is, you know, I'm not a Trubisky guy, and I don't. The jury's still out for me, but I'll say this. He played nine games in college, started nine games in college, and he went so high because he was projected as a guy who was not really a guy who turned the ball over a lot and a guy who could who had insane athleticism with a cannon of an arm. Darnold's kind of your prototypical quarterback, and you know I love Darnold. Like, if I had my choice, I would take Darnold. But I'm Darnold just saying turned from the, the ball over so much but in college. But I'm not, I'm not comparing the two thing. quarterbacks. I'm saying that you need to surround Darnold with that type of situation. All right. Exactly. That's well, exactly at least what give I'm him saying. The, yeah, at least give him the chance to see what he's got. Mitchell with Trubisky him. is not that special of a quarterback. The guy won uh, Mr. Football in Ohio and didn't go to Ohio State. That says enough for you. Well, not really. Ohio State gets quarterbacks that are from Florida. If you're the best player in in all of Ohio and you're not even getting a look at Ohio State, you got to be kidding me, dude. He was not that good. That's why he went to North Carolina because he wasn't that good. Uh, listen, the way that the the but he's quarter, playing, he's playing the quarterbacks that Urban right Meyer gets, I'm not going to shit on him. It's not like Ohio State's been winning two games every year. So all I know is that he's been put in a situation to win a lot of games. You can see he week by great. week they take the training wheels off. How are you looking at it from a Lions perspective? All joking aside with Patricia, like this team has had some nice wins, but lately they've just collapsed. Well, a lot of people say they were giving up when they gave away Golden Tate. I think they got a pretty good asset. What did they get? A third round draft pick for him? Third, yeah. Yeah, I think they have uh, two wide receivers that they really like to replace that slot wide receiver role in Golden Tate. Take what you can get for him. Mm-hmm. And you already have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I don't think that they were giving up by any means. I just think they were trying to do a little addition by subtraction there just because he was going supposedly going back and forth with Matty P a lot. And you just signed this guy, the head coach. I think you're going to go with your head coach on that one. So I don't agree with the argument of, oh, they already gave up on the season. I just think that this guy sucks. Well, I mean, this team is an, has been an average team, and I picked them to be exactly they're that They're going to win year. a lot of games, and they're going to lose a lot of games. Well, I think that you know Stafford's going to win you a lot of games, and he's going to lose you a lot of games. And I up think and down side, that roster, there's not really anything that tells you this should be a 10- or 11-win team. That's why I, I mean, never really understood why Caldwell got such a shitty yeah, end of the stick, because what on this team has shown that this you, team should be a 14-win team? If you look at this team, they have one loss that they shouldn't have had against the Jets on the first game. 
game, and they have one win that they shouldn't have had, and that's against the New England Patriots. Aside from that, they're about right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, coach to coach, whatever, they are a mediocre to average football on the offensive side of the ball. Carry on Johnson's the best best running back they've had in you know since Barry Sanders. Absolutely, they have. And that's not being hyperbolic. They had nobody. They had no, not at all. Yeah, they had a very good third down back. They have two stud wide receivers in Marvin Jones Jr. as well as Kenny Galladay. And a guy who can get them the ball. Their offensive line is terrible. And, I mean, I guess I guess on Johnson doesn't really care that their offensive line is terrible, but Stafford can't get the ball moving when he can't get the ball down the field. And they can't stop the run if their life depended on it. No. Even and that's with a bad, snacks in that, there. That Bears, that Bears offense was a bad matchup for them. Tough. Because they can control a lot. With as far as clock yards and time, Bears seems one of the most talented in the NFL, man. Yeah, top and they're, to they're another one that you know. If they, you rank if, their positions, man, they probably have a top twenty wide receiver in Allen Robinson, two top twenty running backs in Tyree Cohen as well as Jordan Howard, top five tight end in Trey Burton. That was a great signing. Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. That's a number one overall quarterback right there. The best quarterback in football. <laughs> I had to make you laugh there. But he's playing great. His, he is. His QBR is like top four Listen, in football. And and I will say this. Now, they're going to get tested this week because they're playing the, the Vikings. But it seems like they haven't played anybody in weeks. Like yeah. anybody of merit. Now, I'm not going to put that against them. That you could also win be games. a product of them just being a hell of a lot better than everybody. Yeah, playing. I mean, when you – I mean, I remember, what was it? They played the Bills – and now and then they played the Lions. I mean, they're not playing anybody that good, but you know what? They're winning those games. And they're the winning Dolphins. them. Hand- the Dolphins yeah. were sprinkled yeah. in there they're as well. They're winning them handedly for the most part. So I'm not I'm not really gonna get on them. Listen, no. we'll it, see this week. We'll see this week, and I think honestly, we're gonna see come playoff time. I think they sneak in as one of the wild cards. That'd be pretty cool. All right, so moving on next, the Saints continue to look oh like my God. the NFC's best team, and you wrote this in the notes. Breeze is MVP leader. I don't Destroying know how. I don't know how Cincinnati he's not. Bengals. I don't know how he's not. Fifty-one to fourteen in that game, he was going for the MVP. A lot of times, he could have just handed the ball he off to Mark Ingram into the down. end zone head first on a QB sneak up by twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. He's going for it, baby. I know, but that's risky as hell. I, I love watching that team, man. The way they have Taysom Hill playing, their backup quarterback who's running these jet sweeps and run, returning punts. And I know we saw them on you know prime time against the uh, Rams the week before in the Superdome, but. God, this team is playing with a level of intensity that what's I, crazy they're, is, they're going for it. Oh, yeah. What's, what's crazy is, and this defense is more than rounding into form. Oh, yes. But w- what's really crazy is, is if you look at the numbers, they have Drew Brees, of course, and they have two elite, elite, elite offensive players in Michael Thomas and, and Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Aside from that, dude, I mean, Benjamin Watson's good for a touchdown here and there in the red zone. They really don't have anything else. You can say they have Mark Ingram, who's a good goal line back and can stuff in a couple touchdowns for you. And I know he did have a receiving touchdown in that game, but it was kind of fluky. But there is not another player on this team that has more than like 12 targets. No. Aside from Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. It's insane. It really is. They're so deep. 
And, and Breeze just signed Brandon Marshall. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, to out. make up for the Des Bryant. Remember, he, I mean, he tore his Achilles on the last pra- the last play of pla- practice on Friday. Yeah, he probably which sucks for him. That just goes to show. I mean, I don't care what kind of shape you stay in, and Des was never the type of guy to be in the absolute greatest. No, but an shape. Achilles is such a that's a freak thing, man. You eh. can you can be Kobe Bryant and tear an Achilles. You know, like it happens. That's not really a that's not a conditioning injury. That just fucking happens. And and uh, listen, I'm not in love with Des Bryant. But you got to feel for a guy like that. You yeah, know, he's, he could have made He's an not impact. a terrible guy. He's gotten a bad rap. He's had yeah, some he's issues. A couple but he's domestic never... violence things. He's a pretty bad guy. No, he has. He's not been the worst human being in the world. But okay, you dude. Still I'll send feel... you a couple articles off Pod where he hit his mom. Okay. You still feel he's bad. not a great guy. No, but you still feel bad for a guy like that who's trying no, to make that's his terrible, trying to but... make his you know his comeback. But now you got Brandon Marshall. You're gonna come on here and tell me Des He's also not one of the best guys. I just said he's not a great guy. I didn't. He's a, I didn't say he's a choir boy, but um, either way, they're going to make up for it with Brandon Marshall. I think he. if you want to talk about a situation where he fits in, just go right to New Orleans where Breeze eh, spreads the anybody. ball. Well, that's what I'm saying, where Breeze spreads the ball around better than anybody. I agree with you, but I, I don't think Brandon Marshall makes too much of an impact. He could be, catch a couple touchdowns. If, I was just going to say, if he catches a couple touchdowns. Much more of an impact on the regular football field than the fantasy football field. That is for sure. Let's move on to the next game because we don't really have to talk much about the Cincinnati Bengals. Primetime Andy Dalton is terrible. Well, actually, don't forget Marvin Lewis just brought back Hugh Jackson. Did he? Yeah. Hugh Jackson's back on that staff. It took two weeks. Oh, Jesus, Lord Almighty. All right, well, we'll, we'll nothing's ta- stopping them now, baby. The Bengals are going all the way. That is terrible. Lying. Yeah. Um, How great is that? Tom's <laughs> looking it up right now to make sure I'm not bullshitting. Are tell me. Bu- <laughs> don't tell me. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. This is You're awesome. Right. <laughs> this, is, this just adds to the absolute comedy. Maybe I, I would just quit, honestly. If, it, if I were AJ Green, I would have been like, I'm still hurt. <laughs> my, my leg still hurts dude this is the most so i know we said the lions are mediocre this is the most mediocre team i've ever seen in my life oh two walking guys that just say mediocre hugh jackson sucks well, just not throw mediocre. dalton in there too my yeah. fellow ginger is a very average quarterback for all those who didn't know now you know all right so let's move on to the next one everybody the, knew <laughs> you've said it about 25 times <laughs> the, not on air but the green bay packers kill the miami dolphins good pick by me uh, at Lambeau. Wow, you took them at Lambeau against Brock Osweiler. You could have. Great job. You could have as well, bro. You took teams against Buffalo this year earlier. Good thing you didn't take the... Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, you did take yeah, the Jets against Buffalo. Jets, oh. right. Um. All right, so, yeah, this was the Aaron Jones show. He's good. 198 He's really yards, two good. touchdowns. This was his coming out party. Rodgers didn't really have to do much. Good game for the Packers, and I think I like him again this week. We'll find out in our picks. Little little teaser there. All right, so why don't We've we move on to dying. The, why don't we move on to the next game? The Rams. I have nothing to say on that game, by the way. I mean, that was Ooh. so easy. Win the game that you gotta win. That's all. That's all we have to say about that. Rams win an emotional. Did you cry? Is that why it was emotional? Um, a game 36-31, and Russell Wilson almost comes back. He had a lot of rushing yards, 92 in this game. 
you're so funny. <laughs> you know that there were people like they were like evacuating their homes like prior to kickoff. No, I know. Right? We we <laughs> gave them a shout out on that. Right? That's so definitely shitty. If but. that's if that's not an emotional win, I don't know what is. You clown, <laughs> just heartless human being. The uh, no, that was a really good win for the Rams. Now I don't know if it's been because of the situation that's been going on in L.A. and California with the wildfires. I don't know if it's just the fact that they're a little beat up, which obviously is true. But that defense has not looked good for a few weeks now. And I think they could be had. I mean, obviously the Saints took care of them in, a, in that shootout in New Orleans. But I'm looking at some of the last, last, their last like four or five games. Easily, easily could have lost. But they have one of your three sports fathers coaching. And he knows how to make big – he knows how to coach big moments. He's got players who can make big plays in big moments. And this is the National Football League where a win is a win, and they continue to do that with the exception of the Saints game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, honestly, I think it was good for them to get that Saints win, that that loss, excuse me, out of the way. Yeah, and now no, they can really lock in and, and focus on getting that one to two seed, which is a lot of fun because they're going to have to keep playing. I think it makes it fun from a non-Rams fan's point of view because. Now they have to keep pushing to keep pace with the Saints. Well, yeah, be, well, this, yeah, because they the Saints now have no the number they one own, seed, the home field advantage, yeah. absolutely. And I think that um, this game on Monday night, man, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and we get to pick it. Yes, we do because your Jets are on a bye. Absolutely. So why don't we move on? We'll do one more thing. We will talk about some league news. So we already mentioned Des Bryant tore his Achilles the day after getting signed by the New Orleans Saints. That is a tough one, but some of the bigger news going around is Le'Veon Bell. Honestly, personally, there's really not much for me to say about this. I did look it up to get you your answer. The uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers can put the transition tag on him. Okay, I thought I heard rather that pricey yeah. and a, probably a move that they're not going to make, especially for the locker room and, and the fact that James Conner has exploded into the player that he has. But it's definitely a move available. You were right on that one. But Le'Veon Bell is not coming back this season. He had to sign yesterday before the pod. I know everything revolves around our pod, so I just said before the pod. I like that because obviously it does. This is the best, um, and everybody listening knows that. Um, but honestly, man, I'm just happy we don't have to talk about it anymore. And it's not that it wasn't a good story. What else is there to say? But that's the thing. Like, It's not that it's not a good story. You have to address it. You have to talk about it. And it was really fascinating, the fact that like, it seems basically that he never had any intention of coming back, which yeah. obviously nobody knew, but... I mean, can anybody sabotage their careers more than what this guy just did? Jimmy Butler. But then he gets traded to the Sixers. Oh, he's in, and this is a different sport. Unbelievable. But uh, the thing is, he like, just I applaud. Away, he just threw away $14 million. I applaud the guy for put, for making a stand, but it was probably the dumbest stand dude, ever. Dude, now, now how is he getting a long-term deal when teams are going to say, you didn't play, the team that you were on is now better than you, and the, like... The worst case scenario that could have possibly happened to him was the Steelers winning and his replacement putting up the year that he's had in yeah. James Conner. That is he tough, has lost but so much leverage. I'm sure his I'm sure his agent will be like, I oh, saved himself. And that's fine. I think but GMs are smarter than that, and they're gonna look and say, Le'Veon Bill How will play we? football next year, and I think he'll I be agree. a top ten running back in football next well, year. Well, you know what? He might have to do it on a one year deal somewhere. Oh, yeah, because sure. who's gonna give him guaranteed money? And as when you factor it all together, running backs have very short shelf lives. 
they don't necessarily respond unless you're just the exception to the rule that well after not playing for a year, whether it's injury, holdout, whatever. I've never seen it. I've never seen a situation like this, and I don't really know what moral high ground he has to stand on now. Listen, I was willing Maybe to Adrian listen. Peterson, I, was, I guess. Like I said, an exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, I don't really don't know what like high ground he has to stand on here. These we talked about it last week. You're not getting guaranteed contracts. It's not going to happen. You're not holding out the entire NFL for that and sacrificing millions of dollars worth of a season to do it. It's too risky. The owners own you, literally. And you have to play and you have to perform, but you got to get your money. If you're not, like, he's going to make, he's going to sign a one year deal somewhere unless you're a team, and, and I'm not saying this to pick on you, unless you're a team like the Jets who have, a, a shit ton of cap space and a st- and are starving for you know huge impact skill position players. You're getting a one year deal somewhere, man, and and maybe then you parlay that in. But even then, now you're going to be 29 with your best days behind you. He just ruined his career. And in the NFL, you've got to get your money, which is why I've never complained about guys holding out. But generally, they either get that money or they end up reporting anyway because they know, yes, there's a risk of me getting hurt, but also I'm sacrificing a better a better risk if I don't play at all. And he's not playing at all, and I just don't get it. But I know the Steelers are really happy about it. Roethlisberger said today we don't have to talk about it. Some of the players were cleaning out his locker, throwing his cleats away. They're happy he's not back. Tomlin has this team firing on all cylinders. It was a fascinating story, but I'm happy we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up until NFL free agency. We'll have to see how that goes. I expect him to get like a three- to four-year deal. I think they figure out a way to get it, it done. It would have to be with a, a a team that is, once again, man, kind of in that situation where you need a skill position star uh, and you need and you have a boatload of cap space. I think what really happens if you want to look at it long term is he gets a three to four year deal and gets cut after two. I think that's yeah, that's probably the better chance, right? Yep, absolutely. His des- his best days are behind him. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, no. He, and who's gonna who's tough. gonna invest in a guy who just didn't play this year? No, no doubt about it. He lost himself almost twenty million dollars. That's tough. Uh, but why don't we move on to our picks from last week before we go ahead and make our picks for this week? So I have the sheet in front of us. We will run through the locals first, and then we will go through the out-of-market game. So first, we go with the New York Jets. You picked the Jets to cover against the Buffalo Bills. We know how that one went. After that, we have the New York Giants against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. You picked the Giants to cover that spread. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I, no, you picked the not. Niners I to did. cover that spread. I like the honesty out of you, although I have it right in front of me, so I probably should have known that. You could just read it. Um, and you were wrong on that one too. But then the out-of-market games, you picked the Redskins. They rolled Tampa Bay, and they were underdogs. So that's a that's a good pick. And you picked the Chargers minus 10, and they won by 14 um, against Oakland in Oakland. Moving on to my picks from last week, I picked the Buffalo Bills at the Jets. That was an easy one, and I'm glad I did not watch a hell of a lot of that game. I picked the New York Giants against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco right on that one. Nice job, buddy. I picked the Green Bay Packers at home against Miami, minus 9.5. That was right. 
And my sperm bank pick of the week, I picked the Detroit Lions. Hey, Thank everybody, you, he Maddie got it P. wrong. He got Sean it wrong. went two and two. I went three and one, making up a game on him. We'll have to tally up the scores another day. Maybe I'll tweet them out, and we will see we st- where we stand. We still don't have a bet, guys. Come up with something. Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. We're oh going to do God. something. We're going to do something. Yeah, we'll get there. Last yeah. two weeks, we're really going to have to make a push when it gets closer to the end no of doubt. the season. No doubt. And seriously, tweet at us, email us, like anything. Any way you can reach out. At some point, I will pick up our, our sorry sports phone, the bat phone, <laughs> and I will uh, – I will – I will figure that one out. Just haven't looked at it in a while. Sorry, guys. Um, let's move on to our picks for this week. Why don't we do some uh, home market games first? So, again, we well, did there's this. there's only one this week. We did this with the Giants by week, so we're going to do it again with the Jets. We're going to pick the Giants this week because the Jets are on by, and then we're going to pick the Monday night game just to make it fair. So, let's pick the Giants game first. What do you think, Sean? The Giants are at home Favored, man, it's been a while. By a point and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm taking my Giants. That's my guy. I'm taking the Giants as well. I mean, it's Fitzpatrick who's throwing picks. Uh, once you tell him he's starting, he's not the same guy. And I think the Giants will win one home game this year. Um, and if they're gonna do it, this is the week to do it. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next game. We have the L.A. Rams at home. This game was in Mexico City, but it got moved back to L.A. due to field conditions. Absurd, the fact that you're saying, okay, the field is so bad that we're going to put it in L.A. where you can barely breathe. That's how bad the field was. I don't know why they were putting – I mean, I, I'm what all – What a game to go to Mexico I, I'm City, I'm all too. for giving the NFL as much exposure as you can with the London games and the you know the annual Monday night game in Mexico City, but keep this game in America. This is too good of a game. This is our sport. God damn right. <laughs> uh, they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. The Rams are even more at home now, and they are favored by three and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Okay, I'm going against you on this one. Give me the Rams. Okay. I think they definitely take advantage, and they. I, I think Cooper Cup is a tough, tough loss, but I think Josh Reynolds steps right in there and has himself a good week. Yeah, I haven't been in love with the way the Rams have played on defense lately. and Oh, and the Chiefs are just absolute savages on defense. What's the spread? Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. Did I say that the Chiefs win by 25 points? I'm picking them to cover the spread. Just relax. Who do you think wins? I think the Chiefs win, but it's Whoa, close. Okay, it's right. close. I mean, dude, you're fa- Mahomes, you just said, is setting records left and right. They're going to carve up this defense. And, yes, I expect the Rams to do the same. This is going to be another one of those Rams-Saints games or the Rams-Viking game. You know, it's going to go. It's going to be fun. It's going to be back and forth, a lot of yards thrown, a lot of big catches. I will not pick against my football father. That's fair. You gave him some tough love. And that was Brad that, Stevens. Oh, right, Brad Stevens. <laughs> oh, I'm getting them all mixed up. Listen, man, you got too many dads. That's um, all right. That's all right. Brian, but Brian Cashman getting another Machado deal as well. There you go. Now, now you're, you're, ready to, you're ready to go give him a hug. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I, I think th- I like the Chiefs in this game, although it's going to be a fun one to watch. Oh, absolutely. It'll, it'll live wait. up to the bill, I think. Cannot wait for next Monday night. All right, so we have two games left to pick. These are out-of-market games. My next game, I am looking at... The Green Bay Packers are on the road, road dogs, minus, or excuse me, plus two and a half against the Seattle Seahawks. Pack, this is a must win for the Packers. Give me the Packers. 
Yeah, uh, I think they have to win that game. So if you're gonna put, if they're gonna do it, put up or shut up now. I'm going to Indianapolis, where the Colts are two point favorites against Tennessee. This is an AFC South battle. The way the Titans have played the last few weeks, have they've looked great? But the Colts are kind of very quietly playing nice football. And they're at home in this game, which I like. So I'm going to take Andrew Luck and the Colts nice in this game. And I do not think that the Tennessee Titans, as good as Mariota has looked in the last week, can keep up with the Colts. No, I mean, this game's going to be offense. I mean, obviously, neither uh, the, the Colts' defense is not great. Titans' defense is okay, but against the Colts, I don't think they can contain And in that dome, it's a different game than if it yep. was in Nashville, I think. All right, so I'm going to lock it in again this week. I have been... I think I'm what a Owen Owen something. You haven't won a game. I, oh, I, I know something. I don't know when we started this. Five Owen six. Sperm bank pick of the week. Brought to you by. Brought to you by. Um, we'll give it Viagra this week. Excellent. Because I could use some Viagra in my picks. How about that? That's very um, nice. Let's uh, let's take this one. I I think this is the one. This is the one that breaks the streak. The Philadelphia Eagles on the road against the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome, plus eight and a half. If there's a week that Philly needs to win, it's wow. this week. I think the Saints you know, have been riding high, and I don't think the Eagles will win this game, but that is a large spread, spread, and I think the Eagles cover. Golden Tate has another week to get integrated into this offense. Carson, Win- Carson Wentz is healthy yet again. The only thing that scares me, the only thing that scares me is that the Eagles' secondary is decimated. But I think that if there's a week where they can cover the spread and my sperm bank pick and catch in on this, it's this week. I'm going to tell you one thing. If he, if you get this game right, then you, your sperm bank is back open and in business. There we because go. This is a ballsy ballsy pick and i like it well you said the same thing about when i picked the uh the rams against the or sorry the the uh saints against the rams no unfortunately I wasn't I the sperm was, bank I th- pick I, of the week. I thought that was a fair game that was a toss no, you said i me. can't believe you're picking this game well i I'm couldn't believe, away. Yeah, i couldn't believe you were picking it as one of the four when there were so many options but i wasn't sh- i wouldn't have been shocked um as a matter of fact, in my league, I took the fucking Saints. So, but well, congrats, all I everyone know, cares so much. Yep, exactly. So all I know is that that's really that's a strong statement by you, sir. Pittsburgh is at you Jacksonville. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> go for it, go for it. Why would I not take this game? Revenge game, Tom. Revenge game. This is why I didn't, because I'm trying to make a stand. Well, you have to. You don't have. <laughs> you've been so bad with that pick. You don't have a choice. Steelers are a five and a half point favorite on the road in Jacksonville. Jacksonville season is over, and I don't know if this is a team that's going to quit and lie down, or if they're going to give the Steelers a fight. But I know this: Steelers are feeling real damn good about themselves. They're they've gotten rid of the Le'Veon Bell bullshit. It's onward and upward without him. They don't have to answer any more questions. His locker's been cleaned out by his teammates. It's over. He's done. So now. The Steelers get to go get revenge from that playoff loss last year. They wipe the floor with the Jaguars, and they keep moving on to capture that AFC North and position themselves for a postseason run. Give me the five and a half. They win this game by a touchdown at least. Whoa, okay. All right, so that wraps up this pod for this week. 
We are definitely going to be enjoying that Monday night game. We're going to get the pod done nice and early so we can go out, have a couple drinks, and enjoy that that, uh, Rams and Chiefs game. I hope you guys enjoy this pod. The article that Sean has written about MLB and NBA free agency will be out within the next few days. Sean tried to put a little bit of pressure on me yesterday by making an announcement. It was really just to get everybody hyped. Sean put the cart before the horse on that one because I'm the one who kind of manages the website. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who's the head coach for the Giants? Pat Shermer, baby. Okay, there you go. Is it Matt Nagy? It's not. (laughs) Although I wouldn't mind Matt Nagy. Um, Yeah, I will definitely comb up and down. Right, Right before I put Sean's article up, I will make sure that I Wikipedia every NFL head coach. And memorize their birthdays so I can send them birthday emails, including Matty P. Um, I know Sean does that already. So, But I hope you guys enjoyed this pod, and the article will be up soon on sorrysports.com. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great night.